Encouraging Words is a short segment that we put out every Wednesday for that very purpose, to encourage all of you who listen as often as you can. We want to be an encouragement to you, and, and we realize that if we put out um, spiritual content once a week, that, that there's a huge gap. There's a lot going on in everyone's life each week. And so this midweek series is done just for that purpose, to, to encourage you. And in Colossians chapter 2, Paul says to the Colossian brethren, I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Paul's saying, I have a conflict where I am. I haven't seen any of you, and you've never seen my face before. But my great conflict is that your hearts may be encouraged. He knows they're believers, and so he wants them to be encouraged in their walk with the Lord, not to be deceived by deceitful men and not to be dismayed or disheartened by all the wicked things that are going on around us, but to stand and to be encouraged. And so our encouraging verse today is Ephesians 6 and verse 10 and 11. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Paul is not mixing words here as he tells us that the devil is real and that he has his own wiles. He has his own ways of attacking us. And he wants us to stand against the devil and to stand against the wiles of the devil. He is evil. He promotes evil. And he hates all of humanity. Do not be deceived for one moment. There are no Satanists who are having a good time. They are simply doing the will of their master, and he is awful. Paul gives us this word, stand, three more times in the next three verses. And I'm getting the picture as I go through that, that he wants us to stand. And he's told us what he wants us to stand against, against the devil and all of his schemes. We have to realize who he is and what we're actually dealing with. Jesus tells us that he's a murderer and he is a liar and he's a father of them both. In John chapter 8 and verse 44, Jesus, as he's dealing with these Jewish brethren who are attacking him, he says, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. Jesus takes us all the way back to Genesis 3 when that serpent who was more cunning than any other creature in the garden approaches Eve and begins to deceive her. He is evil, he's a liar, and he is a murderer, and he will never, ever change. She was deceived. She believed that maybe what he was saying was actually true, and it cost her and Adam their lives. That will always be the same turnout, no matter who we're dealing with. We must be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, because the devil is strong. He is a powerful force, and he is not messing around. In Ephesians 2, in verse 2, we're told that he is the prince of the power of the air. He is the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. That is interesting. He is the prince of the power of the air. He is the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Sons of disobedience are the ones who won't do what God has given them to do or told them to do. 
And, and the Bible tells us plainly that Satan's involved. He takes hold of people. He influences them in all sorts of ways to fulfill the lust of the flesh, to fulfill the desires of the mind. And they are by nature children of wrath. Ephesians 2. Remember, Jesus told us he is your father because the desires that he has are the very things that you want to do. We're told again in God's word that we are not ignorant of his devices. God has told us who he is and he's made us aware of his schemes. 2 Corinthians 2.11 tells us not to let Satan take advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices. So to Christians, Paul says, look, do not get yourself in a situation where Satan can take advantage of you because you're not ignorant of his devices. You know exactly who he is. You know exactly what he wants and you know where he tries to lead you all the time. And so this idea of standing is so important that I am going to, I am going to fix myself on the rock that is solid, that is true, that is eternal. And I will not be moved because I am clinging to the anchor that saves the soul, which is Jesus Christ. Ultimately, he is the word of God. He is the truth. He is the light of the world. And he has come because of his great love for us to show us what is right and what is wrong, and not only those things, but how to stand against that which is evil and how to stand against that which is wrong. Jesus always spoke the truth in love. Ephesians 4.15 Christians are commanded to speak the truth in love. We don't want anyone to be lost. We're not fighting other people. The Bible is clear to tell us that our war is not against, our warfare is not against flesh and blood. It's against principalities and powers. And when we see it that way, when we understand it for what it is, then we can be kind to everyone around us while standing for the truth and saying, look, I'm not going to budge from this because this matters. And I'm going to I'm going to tell you what's right. I'm going to tell you the truth because God's given it to me, not because I figured everything out, but because I trust him and he's right. And there's conviction there when, when those things are said to people that may sting, that may hurt a little bit, but it's true. That's why it matters. We have got to strengthen ourselves in the Lord and stand up for what is right. And I'll tell you that, that when you decide to do that, you need to be sure that you will be opposed when you do this. Evil men hate the light, and they hate those who boldly shine it forth. And so if I say to myself, I will take a stand, I will do what's right, I know it's right, I trust in God. There are going to be those who are greatly offended by that stance and by that position. But one thing that no one can take from us is there's integrity there. There is true, genuine integrity from someone who holds on to the truth in humility and humbly and lovingly says it in the, in the most positive way that they can, that this is right. This is the way to go. It's been tested before. We know this is true. We know this is right. And we know this is the right way to handle this. And there is conviction there. And so many can and will turn to the good things that God has provided because there's people who are taking a stand and willing to take a stand. In 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 1, Paul says, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you received and in which you stand. We stand in the gospel. We don't stand on our own. We stand in that which is true and which is right. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Watch. Stand fast in the faith. Be brave. Be strong. 
Let everything you do be done with love. Galatians 5 and verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage that is evil and that is from the devil. We are to stand fast in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. Peter says it too. He says it in 1 Peter 5.12. I have written to you briefly, exhorting and testifying that this is the true grace in which you stand. What an encouraging note from Peter to say to them, I'm writing to you, I'm writing this short note to you, and I'm exhorting you and testifying to you that this is the true grace, the grace of Jesus Christ, in which you, because you believe in him, because you follow him and obey him, it is the very grace in which you stand. We're not standing alone, and too often it seems like we are. We are not alone. If God is with us, who can be against us? I want to leave you today with a quote that I found from Ellie Weisel. Uh, he was a Romanian Holocaust survivor and a famous author. He said this, Each one of us must take a side. Neutrality helps the oppressor, never the victim. Silence encourages the tormentor, never the tormented. I think in that very picture we can see that if I say, well, I'm just going to be neutral, I don't want to get involved with this, I don't want to take a stand, then we've helped the oppressor and we never help or assist the victim of evil. If I remain silent, the tormentor will have his way and the tormented will continue to be in great pain. Stand, therefore, in the power of God and his awesome might. 